Hello, and welcome to Cowgirl Artists of America's podcast, a podcast dedicated to Cowgirl artists. I'm CGA's founder and your host, Megan Wimberly. I am a working artist myself, and I know personally the level of work and commitment that goes into this business. Today's interview is with Sherry Hulse. Sherry has been a working artist for a number of years. She started her career painting signs and billboards and then switched to fine art later in life. In fact, she just had her first art show at the age of 71. We talked with Sherry about her early career, how it influences her current work, and what it's like to get started in a fine art career later in life. Before we get to the interview, I want to give you an update on CGA. We launched our membership May 1st through 15th, and we were so excited to welcome 146 new members and 52 signature members. We're also excited that people are already reaching out to us about joining us for our next enrollment. So if that's you, our next enrollment will be August 1st through 15th. In the meantime, you can visit our website, cowgirlartistsofamerica.org, to sign up for our waitlist. It's so nice to get to see you. Yeah, you too. So, Sherry, where did you grow up? Actually, I grew up here in Eugene, Oregon. For the first uh, 10 years of my life, I lived here. And then my family moved up to Portland, and I was in Portland a few years, probably around five years. And then we moved down to Southern California. And I lived in Fullerton, California, till I got married. And did you grow up around horses and cattle and like the ranching world? Yes, we live out in the country on four and a half acres. It's not really a big parcel, but when we moved out here with our kids, they were young. I think my daughter was in junior high and my son was in grade school. And so we immediately started getting farm animals and horses were one of the things that we brought in. And so we had about the horses for about 10 years around that. And then towards the end of that, the kids all moved out and then I could no longer really keep up with the horses. So I actually gave them away. I don't like to sell things like that. <laughs> I just find somebody who wants them and say, okay. <laughs> Did you? So yes, I was around horses. Sorry, go ahead. I, yes, I was around horses a lot. And that's what encouraged me to start painting this way. I had no idea where I was going with my painting. The reason I started painting was I finished my job after 10 years of painting billboards. And that's a big deal. And it's hard work. At times I would have in one hand, four brushes with different paint in them while I'm painting a billboard with another brush. They were big billboards up to 48 feet by 14 feet high. Wow. Did you go so, to, did you go, go to school to learn that? No, I, I was in college up until a, being a junior and I was taking printmaking. I did take one class in oil, but it wasn't a very successful class. I really didn't learn anything. Most of my, most of my art comes from hereditary family it's all in our family. My brother was a photography professor up in Washington State University. And my sister is down in Southern California and she does all sorts of art down there. So we're all artists. And I never had to rely on a professor or teacher telling me how to do things. I always just knew. So it's just, yeah, it just is a natural thing. So how did you get started painting billboards? Like, where were you living at the time? About how old were you and how'd you get started? 
I, when we moved out to the country, I found a job painting signs. And I used to paint signs and actually letter giant logging equipment. These, the logging equipment that goes and logs the trees and they have big booms and things. I was up on that logging equipment, lettering it and painting it and also doing signage. And someone said, they're starting a billboard company in town. You should really go and look into it. And so I did. And I talked to somebody at the company and they came back and offered me a job. And it was when the billboard company was just starting up. So there was only three of us painting billboards at the time. And the company gradually grew into being huge. And about that time, I'd been there about 10 years and the computers were coming in and starting to do the billboards. And so I left then and I came home and I started painting. But in doing the billboards, that was what got me into doing color. Up until that point, I've been doing black and white, pencil drawings, ink. I had never done color. Um, and so it forced you, <laughs> it basically forced into, okay, you're not gonna just letter this giant billboard, you're gonna start painting the pictures on it. So we would go up in booms, scissor lifts they're called, it's indoors in a big, huge building, and we would go up and get on a scissors lift and just go up and down while we painted the billboard on a scissor lift. Wow. So were you in charge of designing the billboards as well, or did someone else do that? Well, we had a design team, and they would design the work. And the way billboards were produced back then is you would get the work and then put the image in a projector. You'd back way up in this building, and you'd put the projection up on the giant billboard and you would project it. And you might have to travel across the billboard three or four sections before you finished drawing it in. And you literally drew it on with pencil. And then you got up there with a little picture in your hand, which is just a photograph size. And you painted that into say a person being 14 feet high <laughs> instead of on your little photograph. It was wow. very I really enjoyed painting that large. It took me a while to not paint quite that big anymore. Came back to doing my own paintings. I was still painting fairly large. Did the process of painting those, do you feel like you learned more about color as you're doing it? Yes, because we had to mix and match our colors. We had a huge, tons of paint enamel, used enamel, and there was tons of that everywhere and you just would grab it and start mixing. I was really good at matching color. I could just, sometimes I could just pour a couple of colors together, mix it up and it hit exactly what I needed, which was really fun to do. It's, hey, I got it this time. <laughs> I don't have to sit there and fiddle with it anymore. I got it the first try. Were you doing color when you were painting the logging stuff? Yes, we would have to match color. Sometimes the logging equipment even had on the doors, the drivers would want a scene painted. They wanted it to be scenic. And once in a while, yeah, we'd have to mix up color and paint scenes. And so were you still with the company when you were doing that? Or when you were doing the logging stuff, you were like self-employed? No, I was with the company doing the logging equipment. It was a sign company. That was just one of their deals that they worked on. I also plastered Budweiser big trucks with all the Budweiser images on the side, but you plaster that with uh, vinyl 
printed vinyl and you put it on and it sticks on and you have to, it's a long process to stick one of those all the way around a, a truck and get it right, match your pieces of vinyl. Yeah, anyway, that was another thing I, I was doing. And that was crazy. How did you get hired at the company? Uh, we, I had a portfolio that I would bring to the companies and show my work. So they knew that I could do things. And I was also doing a lot of computer work in design. At one point I was using Photoshop a lot, but my, over the years I've gotten away from that to do the process I do here out in my studio. I don't need all of that computer imaging work. It comes up once in a while and then I, ha I have a problem and I have how to get around it. Because sometimes I'll take a photo and I'll separate the photo and put it on another photograph and make my image. And that's how I'll come up with an entire painting. So say I have a photograph of a bowl and I want to put it in the desert. And I have a photograph of the desert. I would combine them and fiddle around and make it just how I wanted it. And then when I paint here out in the studio, I usually project my image on the canvas and then I paint. So are you taking a lot of your own photos? Yes. And that's another thing. <laughs> For about four years, I would go to the local rodeo and take photos. But as the years went on, it got harder and harder to do because the rodeo would happen around July 4th. And it's really usually hot about that time. The stands don't have any cover. So I would go there before the rodeo started. I would spend five or six hours there in the heat. And the last time I did it, I, three days later, I wound up with heat stroke and I wound up in the hospital getting infusion. Oh, wow. So I can't really do that anymore. There's just not enough shade. Even if I take an umbrella, it's just too hot. So my rodeo days are over. But what I've been doing is checking out the local rodeos all over Oregon and seeing which ones might be a little more convenient for me to go to. And people keep telling me to go to the Pendleton Rodeo. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one. Mm -hmm. It's the biggest one here in Oregon. And I've been told over and over I need to go there. But it's probably a three and a half hour drive from here. Oh, wow. And, and it's so big that if you don't, if I don't like start getting a hotel room now, like I couldn't do it in a day, I'm there. So it's, that's a big deal for me. <laughs> And I have a service dog, and I don't know if, if I could get him into the rodeo itself. I assume I could. He goes everywhere with me. But that's another thing I have to work into, going to rodeos and being able to shoot them. And I'm a lousy photographer, too, which is also bad. <laughs> so, like, I'll shoot a 1,000 photos and get 20. I'll come up with 20 good ones. Do you ever paint the ones that are not great? Do you ever just, I have to paint this image. Usually, you know, the weird thing is sometimes when I paint an image, sometimes I can tell it's not working. And no matter what I do, it's not going to work and I have to stop. So generally, I don't paint any image unless I know it's going to be a good image. Because there's been a few times I've had to just go, yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's not right for me. Yeah. And when I do, sometimes when I do my backgrounds, and I'm at the point now, though, where I can just make up backgrounds because I've had so many Southwest images in my, my brain now. 
it just comes to me. My daughter, who lives in Santa Fe, she sometimes takes photos of the desert out there for me and sends them. Now I'm just faking a lot of the background. So when you were doing the sign painting, were you doing any artwork on your own? That was just what you wanted to do? Yeah. There were a couple of times when I was doing billboards, I was asked to do murals. I've done a couple of murals. Over the years, I, if I was a lot younger, I'd like to keep doing that. But now I, I can't do that. I physically couldn't do it. It's hard work. And plus painting that big eats brushes. I'm not kidding. If you're a muralist, you probably know your brushes just get eaten trying to do that. Especially on the surfaces, sometimes you wind up doing. And I've done a lot of other things. I've painted uh, furniture. I, I have a lot of painted furniture in my house. So the thing I enjoy about doing that is like making a painting on my furniture of say a spoon and a fork painting it on there and when people come and sit down and for dinner they'll try to pick them up <laughs> that happens because I do photorealistic painting when I do that and uh, that's the fun part so I've yeah. done I don't know if I pronounce this I've done trompe louis which is French for fool the eye which means that what you're painting is everything is exact and people should be able to walk up to it and think that they can pull off something in your painting and so I've done that before that's awesome yeah <laughs> so it all flowed down into the horses because we had them around the house I knew what the tack was like so I I just knew I knew everything about them so they that became easy for me to do and more fun and how how long ago did you start painting the horses Ooh, it's been about I've probably been doing it about seven, eight years. Yeah, probably maybe even longer than that. My, you know, my memory of how far back I go on things is not very good. <laughs> and did you, when you started painting them, did you have any goals in mind or were you just doing it for fun? Everything I do is for fun. All, all of it's been fun. There's no goals. I don't do commission. I don't like pressure, and I think that comes from doing the billboards. There was a lot of pressure to get a giant billboard done in a couple of days. You didn't have time to slow down when you did them. You had to just go as fast as you could. Mm -hmm. So I comes back at me where I don't like any kind of pressure. So I just like doing what I'm doing. And you have a website, right? I have an Instagram site. Okay have a website. Although both of my kids are very into computers and yeah, they help me out when I need things done over the internet. I think my daughter was helping getting you some of my photos. I'm just, I'm not good at the computer anymore. I, I used to be, and I can't do it now. Yeah. And one of the things we wanted to talk about for the podcast is that you did start the Western art a little later in life and you just had your first exhibit, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that just was a total fluke. I, I, there is a art center in the town next to us and they have a gallery upstairs. Actually, they have a couple of galleries downstairs, but the main one is upstairs. 
And I sent them a request asking, what would it take for me to put up a couple of paintings down in your galleries? And the director immediately got back to me and said, oh, no, you've got to do a show for us. You've got to do the show. We're, we're going to give you the whole upstairs gallery, which was 55 feet of wall space. And when I showed up with all my paintings, the director's mouth dropped open because he couldn't believe how many I brought. There were 31 paintings and we had to hang a lot of them because otherwise they wouldn't have all gone up. You had to do what? We had to double hang them. We had to hang above the other in, in the gallery because it just wasn't enough room. Yeah. And I and it was a big it was a big deal the director said that they hadn't had that quality ever at their place of work so it was good for them I didn't expect to sell anything and I didn't because it we're such a small town and there aren't it's not really a western town so I just enjoyed showing my paintings to everybody let them see it yeah. but I knew it was a real opportunity to sell and how old are you now during your first exhibit? 71. 71. So. Do, you, do you have goals to get into more exhibits now? Is that something that yes. bugs bit you? What is, I always thought that my kids would want the paintings when I pass. But it's, it winds up that they aren't prepared to take any of them right now. My daughter living in Santa Fe does not have the room and you can't put holes in the stucco walls in Santa Fe because they're hard as rocks. So she, she can't fit any in. My son right now can't fit any in. And I've been thinking, I've got to get rid of some of this stuff. It's just piling up. And yes, I have been trying to figure out where I could get into a gallery somewhere, get some of my work out of here. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't know what's going to happen to it on down the line. So it sounds like you started out just doing it for yourself and for your family. And now you're ready to start branching out into more of the career world. Yes. And I'm really lousy at that <laughs> because I'm just starting to cook around. I have sent inquiries out to other galleries, but most of the galleries that came back to me were either co-op or they only wanted local artists. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'll do any more exhibits like solo or team up with other artists and do some exhibits? Both, both. Um, uh, the art center that's in, in the town next door, I've joined their art center and I can place paintings up a few every month if I want. And so I'll probably start doing that. And I'm, I'm still running around. I have some galleries over on the coast, although the coast is mostly ocean paintings. Yeah. Have you considered entering any, sh any juried exhibits? I've considered it, but I just don't know where they are. <laughs> I, I haven't poked around. I guess there must be a way of finding out when these exhibits come up. I know you have some things you're posting, but this is the first time I've branched out and even looked into it. Yeah. Yeah, and we have on our membership pages, we have a call for art calendar that has some of the bigger shows and calls for art on it, finding local things, sometimes just doing Google searches and talking to other artists or seeing where they're exhibiting. You learn about a lot of things, but 
I think it makes it harder when you're so rural and you're so far away from things because everything is going to be drive. The, the art center that's nearby here has a national show, jury show that they're putting on. They put it on every year. It's a big deal. They get art out from all over. They wanted me to put in a piece, but it just ended right when these pieces had to be put in for this year's show. And I was too worn out from all the stuff I was doing. I couldn't get that act together. I can do it again next year and I'm planning on doing it. I just had too many things happening right then. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Some of that stuff is getting ahead of the game early on, which can be hard because the calls for art are not always all year. They post them at some point. I have, there is a show that I've, I've only applied for it once and I wanted to apply for it multiple years. And I can never get hold of anyone in charge about when they put out their call for art. And I've signed up for their newsletter. I've made phone calls. And inevitably, I finally get a thing saying, we've got our show together. And I'm like, what in the world? So sometimes it can be a little hard to find them. And that's, again, like with our call for art calendar and stuff like that, we're hoping to be able to help um, artists get ahead of that game so you can look out a year in advance, or you could look at the previous year and see, oh, this is when that was due. So I should look here, whatever. I'll have to get in on that. Uh, another thing I was doing for years was the jury show that they did with Southwest Art Magazine. I would enter that for, oh, just every year. And when I did get a runner up on that. So I almost got in. And uh, in fact, the painting behind me is the one that was the runner-up. Oh, wow. The horse. I don't know if you can see it. Hey, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So that was the one that got runner-up in Southwest Art Magazine. Do you think that your current style is influenced at all by the signs and the billboards that you painted? The techniques that I picked up at painting billboards, I've brought over to painting here in the smaller sizes, a lot of the blending that I learned to do with billboards, I do now with my work here. So I have a lot of trouble putting thick paint on a canvas. It just doesn't happen with me. It's all blended really smooth paint. I, I, I have to blend everything. It just stuck with me from doing the billboards, all the blending we used to do. And so I have a technique for blending that's spilled over from my work days. Um, and mixing color. We used to mix color and match color to an image. And so lots of times I'll mix a color and hold it up to my iPad where my image will be and I'll match the color exactly. If I want to do it that way, I can do it that way. Yeah. And what, it, what do you think it is that keeps you painting? Because a lot of people, their whole goal is to sell. And it sounds like for a while that hasn't really been your goal until recently. So what is it that draws you into painting? I generally am painting every day. Usually for a long time, it was like six hours out here easily every day. As I've gotten older, though, I'm starting to get little aches and pains and it's harder to stay out here that long. So sometimes I'll come out and only paint a few hours. But what keeps me going is when you start painting and your right brain clicks in and you don't notice anything. So I'm out here painting and I don't notice any pain. 
And that's a good thing. <laughs> so as long as I'm painting, I'm kind of pain-free. At my age, you get these aches and pains and a lot harder to get around and things. Yeah, painting helps that a lot. And so that's what keeps me going out here. Just, it's a relief to come out and do something. And it's fun. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. And it's a challenge. I challenge myself. I try to make some of my paintings hard to do. Yeah. Just certain things, just the harder it is, the more challenge it is for me. What do you, what things do you find challenging in the paintings? Horse tack, the sheen on silver. If there's a lot of detail work on the saddles, if the cowboys have chaps on and the chaps are all fancy, that, that's just fun to do boots with spurs, anything like that. Just complicate it as hard as you can, make it very difficult to paint and I'll, I'm enjoying it. No, it's strange, but that's how it is. <laughs> that is interesting, especially since you say that part of it, you don't want pressure, but for some artists that would be a lot of pressure. That, I, I don't know why, I just enjoy doing that. It's, that's not pressure because, and, and nobody's demanding that they want this painting done. Mm -hmm. pressure of it it's just no time limit for me cool is there anything else that you want to share or talk about in the podcast no I don't think so <laughs> I'm just going to be sitting out here painting and I'm going to just try really hard to get out there and get my stuff going I have no more room in my house my studio's jammed it's, things have got to start moving <laughs> yeah I, I will say that is a job in and of itself, doing that side of things too. So it t does take pretty like concerted effort a lot of times. Sometimes people get lucky and they just click with someone and find a gallery or get into an exhibit right away. But it definitely can be a lot of no's before you get to yeses. Yeah. And I don't know if, I don't know if I'm approaching a gallery, if my inquiries are the right thing to do and to send along with the inquiry photos of my work. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. Yeah, I, it depends on the gallery. One thing I would recommend though, is having, and it sounds like maybe your daughter or your son could help you, but having a website, because I think without having a website, a lot of times the initial reaction is that this person's not professional. And so um, making sure that you have a website with your images and in your emails or whatever that you have that, linked so people can go directly and look at your portfolio if they're curious. Yeah, both of my kids can do that. Right now they're both really jammed, but they, yeah, they are really into computer work. And there are website builders like Squarespace and Weebly and all these different options that are pretty, pretty easy that you can get them up and running. I can, I've been there and done things like that. So yeah, if it's that easy, I'll, I'll have to look into it. Yeah. Yeah, you're switching gears. When you're just doing it for yourself, you don't need to do all of that. When you're just doing it because you enjoy it and you're not, you don't have a goal of getting your work out there. But your work is very beautiful and giving people different ways to see it. And then also adding that level of professionalism. Since you are moving in that direction, it's time to do those things. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'll have to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a process, but... You do a little bit every day, you get the hang of it pretty quick. Yeah. Sherry, it was so good to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your experience with all of us. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you're never too old to keep doing this. That's awesome. <laughs>
that's yeah. that's really good. Okay, good talking to you, and, and thank you so much for doing this interview with me. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sherry Hulse. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Cowgirl Artists of America. Until next time, happy creating.